0: Hi, and thanks for listening to the Big Time Talker Podcast. I'm Burke Allen, live in our studios in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, and our special guest today, award-winning author, Alison McBain. We're going to talk about her book, The New Empire, and what alternate history means. Stand by for that. I do want to thank our sponsor of the show, SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a speaker or maybe you're a meeting planner who needs a speaker, you both need to check out speakermatch.com. We thank him for underwriting the Big Time Talker. We have new episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe now at Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartMedia, wherever you get your podcast. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. And if you like to read, you may want to check out Allison McBain. Her book is called The New Empire and it's called an alternate history novel. And I love the concept and I want to talk to Allison about it now so going to bring her into the show. Hey, Allison, how you doing?
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. You are beaming in from uh, snowy Alberta, Canada, and we appreciate you being with us today to talk about your book. So first I want to congratulate you. You're winning awards with this thing. How about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been quite a thrill actually. Um, And actually it's how my book was launched. It was published by a traditional publisher um, after winning an award.
0: So let's talk about that before we get into the specifics on the book is, as someone who uh, loves to read, and and I've been a lifelong reader, I've always been fascinated by folks like you that have stories that pour out of them. And I wonder if, was there a time as a young person when you said, I can do this, I can be a writer?
1: Yes, I was four.
0: (laughs) Four years old, wow.
1: Um yeah, I've always been a writer and I've always wanted to be a writer. So, you know, life takes a couple detours along the way, but I eventually ended up here, which was fantastic.
0: What kind of uh what kind of writing training do you take? I, I would assume part of it is being a, a voracious reader.
1: Yes, I read a ton um and all genres. Um, I know some people, you know, have a favorite genre that they stick with, um, but Same with my writing. I write all genres. I read all genres. So there's a story in everything.
0: Was there someone along the way when you were a young person who encouraged your writing?
1: Um, a lot of teachers. Teachers are fantastic. Um, and they always thought that I mean, I was always in a corner scribbling away at a story. Um, and instead of punishing me, mostly. They <laughs> mostly. They, yeah, mostly. Um, they told me to keep on writing. And I very much value that.
0: Now, you're a, a writer who does, as you said, a lot of different stuff, including you're you're a blogger, you do poetry. Uh, you've written this, you know, alternate history book that we want to talk about, The New Empire. Is there a, a favorite for you? A favorite way to write or a favorite style?
1: Um, that's like asking me uh, which of my kids is my favorite. <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> Got it.
0: Yep. Understood. Is it easier to write some than others? You know, it seems that to me, again, as a, a fan, but not an author, that writing poetry would be tough or writing a long novel would be tougher than writing the short stories. I know you write a lot of short stories. So is there, is some of it harder or easier than others?
1: Well, they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. So short stories are fun and they're fast, but you can't go as in-depth as you can with a novel. You don't spend as much time with them. And of course, the reader doesn't spend as much time with them. So sometimes it's great to write the novel because then you can really delve into a character. Um, Poetry sometimes... You don't have the, you know, the space to write everything down. You just want to have something short and sweet. Um, and so poetry fills that gap. So again, depending on the day.
0: <laughs> I should tell uh, our listeners in the interest of full disclosure, Allison and I met at a big time award show where she was picking up an award for a book. And and she was telling me about this crazy challenge that she's going to do in 2024 uh, that involves AI. And, uh, I want to talk to her about that, but first though, tell me about this book and, uh, the new empire. If you run into somebody in a coffee shop and they say, Hey, what, what is this book about? And you say, it's an alternate history novel. I'm sure that their eyes get bright, but how do you describe this book?
1: Well, basically, alternate history starts with a big change in history. Um, So my book in particular imagines that in the 14th century, Chinese ships landed in what we know as North America. Um, And then by establishing trading outposts, they helped usher in a new future for the tribal communities across the continent. So by the time my story takes place in the 1700s, the United States tribes have become a world superpower. Um, But this empire has its own dark secrets. It's built on the back of enslaved Chinese political prisoners. And the main character is actually one of those. He comes across the ocean as a slave. um, And he's purchased by Onas, an elder of two tribes. And his journey is about finding a way to freedom, not just for himself, but for all of his people who are enslaved in the new empire.
0: Where did the inspiration for this come from?
1: It actually came from something that um, I read. (laughs) Um, I was reading an article, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, and uh, it said that there might have been some archaeological evidence um, from around this time period in the 1400s that said that maybe Chinese ships had landed in uh, South America. So I just took that and ran with it.
0: So it could be as simple as that. You run across an article, and and that's the, the gem of, or germ of a, a new idea. Are you one of those folks that come up with with great ideas in your dreams or in the shower? Where, where does inspiration generally strike?
1: Everywhere. There's stories everywhere. You're walking down the street, you see someone, and you just start making a story in your head. I, my problem is uh, not having enough time to write all of them down. <laughs>
0: So I, I talked to an author once Allison and I wonder if, if you ever feel this way he said that sometimes he feels like uh, he's less an author and more a vessel that it just it kind of comes to him and it flows out of his hands onto the keyboard is it like that for you too.
1: Oh, definitely. When you're in the groove, you're you're just there to put the story down on paper. Um, but sometimes it's a struggle. I mean, it's work, too. So especially if you have that deadline looming, you got to crank out the words and they have to be good.
0: <laughs> well, uh, tell me about that process then. So you're pretty prolific. You write a lot. And, uh, and by the way, you should check out com if you want to find out just how much this girl writes. But uh, it, are you someone who sits at the computer and you go, all right, I'm not getting up until I've got like 2,000 words down or I'm going to sit here for an hour no matter what happens? Uh, how do you, you know, sort of uh, separate out the the creativity from the I've got to get some work done?
1: Um, Well, creative. I'm always creative. So that's usually not a problem. Um, so I, I, I do go by word count because again, I have deadlines. I have clients who are waiting for words. Um, so I have to hit those deadlines. Um, so yeah, so I, I'll write anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 to sometimes 15,000 words a day.
0: Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, oh, I don't know. Like artificial intelligence speed which leads <laughs> me to how's that for a segue
1: that's a great segue
0: <laughs> thank you very much this crazy thing that allison is doing and, and our guest today is uh, a world-winning author allison mcbain who is going to next year this year 2024 which is upon us um are going to take on ai and you're going to write a book a week to see if you can uh Knock AI off its uh, its perch. Tell me about this author versus AI challenge.
1: Well, it actually started from what my one of my day jobs is, which is ghostwriting. Um, so I take you know, I take what a client wants me to do. They give me some, some basics and I write a book and I have to write pretty fast in order to hit all those deadlines. Um, so sure. I figured out as writing about, you know, 40, 50, sometimes 60,000 words a week. Um, and a friend of mine, <laughs> uh, was like, you're a writer, you're a published writer. You're an award-winning writer. Why aren't you doing this under your own name? <laughs> Why don't you take that on? And I was like, duh. That's a great idea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. And it it came about because he and I were talking about AI and how a lot of writers are afraid right now that AI is going to take over their jobs. Um, As someone who runs a literary magazine myself, we've received submissions that are generated by AI. And honestly, they're not great. Um, But that's going to improve, you know, the longer that the programs are trained. Um, and of course, with the recent strikes in, you know, the writers and yeah, actors in Hollywood, um, it's something that's on everyone's mind. Um, so my challenge is to write a book a week to show that it can be done, to show that human writers can write almost as fast as AI and much, much better.
0: So for folks who have not used chat GPT, um, Explain what that experience is like. You, it, when you sit down at the computer and you have AI, which is a very buzzy buzzword right now, um, and, and you are a writer or you want to write something, what happens when you sit down with ChatGTP up, uh, on your computer screen? Well, honestly, I
1: haven't used it. Um, I have a lot of friends who have dabbled in it and they, what they do is they, you know, input certain, certain things that they want, like if they're doing a summary or if they want some help with their plot or their title, um, and then they have to fix it afterwards because usually what's produced is not necessarily like from a human writer. It's, it's more wooden. It doesn't necessarily take into account like human emotions or the fact that humans are very changeable creatures and sometimes contradictory. (laughs) Um, so it, it doesn't always turn out exactly, you know how how people write.
0: So it's not spell check. It's not like no. <laughs> you know a program like Grammarly. It actually puts some words out there. Yeah. But is that in your mind? Is is using artificial intelligence to write papers? We hear this is happening at colleges now, and and you know and and lawyers are using it a lot. Is that cheating in your mind to use AI to write stuff?
1: Um. Not how I don't get as offended as some some people will, but i just I just think that creativity is part of the human realm. And a lot of the motivation, I think, for this might come from money. You know, people there were some YouTubers a while back, and this is right when magazines like mine started to get flooded by AI submissions who said, "Hey, get rich fast, you know, just, pump out a thousand stories with AI and send them to all the magazines and someone's going to bite and they'll pay you. And then magazines got overwhelmed. Um, It's, it is a way around the system. It is a way around that hard work that it actually writing entails. Um, So some people are trying to use it for that.
0: So do you see it then more as a, a tool If it's used uh, for good versus evil, I guess, Uh, you know, it's something that maybe an author could do as a, I don't know, a first draft, and then they come in and kind of clean it up. Or do you say no way to AI all around?
1: Um, It can help in certain ways, but I think that most creators are creating out of love for it. Um, And they come up with some amazing stuff that I don't think that AI would ever be able to do. Um, so yeah, it's taking it is taking jobs away, um, as the writers have argued and the actors have argued. It is trying to create that shortcut. Um, so I think overall that it can be used to help, but uh, it shouldn't be something that we start to rely on too much.
0: Author Allison McBain is our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast. She is going to do something called Author versus AI. Where in uh, 2024, she's going to write a book a week, 52 books in a whole year, to show that not only can she keep up with AI, but she can do it better. Now, now let's get granular on this a little bit. You're not talking about 52 War and Peace here, right?
1: No, definitely not. Um, I am going to cover all genres. So everything from mystery to literary, uh, even a nonfiction book thrown in there. Um, but the definition of a novel is 40,000 words and above. Uh, most will probably fall higher than that, maybe 50 000 or 60,000 words. Um, and a few fantasy ones that I'm planning might veer up to the 80 or 90, which will be a tough week. But <laughs>
0: are you going to do it on a weekly basis? Like, are you going to say, all right, I get seven days and a book comes out or are some of these books, maybe will take two weeks and then you're going to make it up later. Or do you know how that's all going to play out?
1: Yep. Every week. So starting on, um, I'll start on Monday. That's the work week, um, and go through Sunday. So those seven days,
0: no vacations.
1: Eh, If I finish early, (laughs) I can go out and have a margarita.
0: Is is this uh, putting pressure on you right now?
1: No, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm very excited about this project. Um, I Again, I I do a lot of this for clients already. I'm writing words for other people, um, and I'm very excited to be writing them for myself.
0: So these 52 books will be your own books. The, you're not going to lump in your other ghostwriting, which means you're going to be writing 52 of your own books, and you're going to keep your ghostwriting stuff?
1: Um, I don't know how much ghostwriting I'll be doing on the side. We'll see how much I can fit in. Um, I do sleep once in a while. <laughs> I think
0: you should. I think that's healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, this is an exciting process, and I'll be curious to see how it works. It reminds me of the, the old story of of John Henry who took on the steel driving machine and with his bare hands and, and laid railroad track and, and beat out the steam locomotives. So uh, this is an update on that. is there there any way that folks can give you ideas on books or do you have it all mapped out as to what all 52 books are going to be about?
1: Um, Well, that's one thing that will help me do this project is preparation. So I mostly have all the stories, um, uh, synopses written out and I'm doing chapter by chapter outlines. So I am laying the groundwork so that I have a roadmap once I start writing. Um, But if you have an idea, sure, send it to me. I'd love to hear it. Like if it's you know, some of my ideas are better than others. Of course, not every book will be a winner, but I'd love to hear your fantastic ideas.
0: And you, and by the way, if you want to send those in, you can find Allison at alisonmcbane.com. As a writer, you have to do research as well for a lot of things. I guess maybe a little less so on, you know, alternate history books like The New Empire, where you're kind of making stuff up. But, but how do you factor in research time uh, to this project?
1: Well, actually, the new empire was very um, research heavy because I was blending a whole bunch of different cultures. Um, So and I tried to stay as accurate as possible to what, you know, you know, language and culture and clothes and foods. Um, So, yeah, actually, the new empire was very research heavy. So I'm, I'm staying away from the more research heavy. Uh, books, there will be one or two, and those will be the tougher weeks. But, you know, if you don't challenge yourself, you're never going to find out what you can do.
0: So that's interesting. Even though this was an alternate history book, and, the, and we're talking about our award winner, The New Empire, uh, just picked up this Reader's Favorite Award. Um, you did a lot of research to make sure that it was, uh, the facts that you did use were factually accurate, and you set the scene. So I'm imagining... the the author versus AI challenge, it'll be more sort of like the, the template of the Hallmark Christmas movie where they're all going to be kind of similar. Am I right on that or, or no?
1: No, they're hopefully not going to be too similar. Um, As I said, I'm going to be doing all different genres. So everything from cozy mystery, science fiction, fantasy, um, literary. um, I'm going to throw in some short story collections um, because that's something that I love to do. Uh, I'm also, one of my nonfiction books will be how to write fast. <laughs> so a writing book.
0: I love it. I love this process. And and I want to follow along and see how you're doing with this. So if people want to follow this journey, will you uh, be posting, I don't know, pictures of you passed out cold on, <laughs> on <at> your desk, <laughs> on your website, or how can people pay attention to this as it's going on?
1: Well, um, under my website is a link to the author versus AI website, with the, which is just author versus um, And I have all my social media set up. So you will be seeing videos posted on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I'll be on what used to be known as Twitter. The artist <laughs> um, formerly known also, as Twitter. Exactly. But also on my website, um, either of my websites, you'll be able to find information. I'm going to be throwing it out everywhere.
0: And will you publish these books uh, as, as, like, Kindle versions, as ebooks, Or how will people be able to read the books?
1: Um, both print and Kindle. Um, some will be published. I'll be doing the publishing. Um, but I also have several publishers already on board who are very excited about the project, too, um, who are very interested in, in maybe having a hand in this. Um, in addition author versus AI is not just author versus AI. It's also artists versus AI. So I already have about 10 to 15 artists who are very interested in doing the book covers for these and who will use no AI at all in creating their art.
0: Alison McBain is about to get really busy with this- <laughs> I love the whole concept and uh, congratulations again on the awards that you've picked up for the new empire available now at uh, amazon.com bookstores everywhere and AllisonMcBain.com. and best of luck to you in your author versus AI challenge, where you'll write a book a week for a whole year just to keep that AI in its place.
1: (laughs) Great. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me here.
0: That's Allison McBain, our special guest on today's Big Time Talker podcast. Thank you for listening. And thanks for downloading new episodes every Tuesday. Thanks also to SpeakerMatch.com for sponsoring the Big Time Talker podcast. I'm Burke Allen. Whatever you do, wherever you go, make it a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.